0: Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run, brought to you by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your REAM Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Stillman joining us to talk NCAA Basketball Tournament and Whatnot bookending our coverage. We start on Mondays uh, with Coach Dave Dickerson breaking down the tournament. And then on Thursdays, we get uh, the expert opinion of Mr. Coach Todd Stillman. Coach, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing
0: today? Uh, pretty good. You know, just hanging around, you know, doing stuff and, you know, thumbing through Twitter and uh, coming up on the ACC Cross Country and Track and Field Awards um, for uh, the, uh, the winner. And uh, I saw a familiar name on there.
1: You were actually looking at the ACC Cross Country and Track award it just it popped up on my twitter
0: somehow i don't know how
1: oh on the twitter it came up on the twitter on huh? the old twitter on the old twitter yep yeah you know there's a there's a you know pretty cute young lady that uh i know pretty well that daughter of mine hannah steelman done a good job so she uh she is you know seeing some some accolades for some of her performances over the last several months so it's pretty exciting for her to to be named the ACC Cross Country Runner of the Year, pretty awesome. Um, and uh, you know, she got the Southeast Regional Runner of the Year from the U.S. Track and Field Association, or whatever that whatever that whole acronym is. And so, uh, really proud of her, excited for her, uh, and good to see her being recognized for for some of the hard work that she's put in. So, good stuff for her, and uh, hopefully a precursor to even better things coming up.
0: Yeah, we're looking at the Olympics now, right? I mean, is that is that where we are? Well, I don't.
1: You know, I mean, there are things coming down the pike. You know, we'll see how everything, you know, how everything, you know, kind of transpires. Outdoor track season is is just right around the corner, kind of cranking up a little bit. Um, she's going to be training in, in the steeple chase again, and uh, I think if if there are Olympic aspirations, it's probably in that realm, in the in the steeple realm. But but she's certainly talented enough, and you know, has potential to, to be you know in Oregon for the Olympic trials you know, later in June, and um, and and then just kind of see where things go from there. You know, uh, if it, if if it doesn't work out for for this Olympic Games, you know, certainly she would be just in the in the prime of her career in twenty twenty four, and uh, uh, so you know, there's there's a lot of lot of lot of miles to be run between now and then, but but pretty exciting to even be considering stuff like that
0: all right well coach this is being recorded it'll be on the podcast later so when you answer this question just remember i can go back and play it for you later if she gets in the olympics you're taking me with you right
1: well how else are we going to document it
0: that's, that's what i'm saying i
1: mean seriously okay all right so we're going to the olympics
0: right. together if she makes the olympic 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 yep yeah that'll be sweet that'd be sweet
1: indeed i love no the olympics
0: i love the olympics i can't wait till it's till it's time for the olympics this year
1: i, I mean i, I love I, the olympics too but but if i have a if i have a daughter that's potentially participating in it i think i like it a whole lot more
0: yeah that'd be even cooler if i knew somebody there
1: yeah and i could watch I mean, it on no tv and be like that. hey i know her no that would that, would
0: that would be sweet
1: well you wouldn't be watching it on tv though. that's right I, be there. I,
0: I would be there but i would record it and then watch it back when i got oh, back. Okay. And I go like, back yeah and watch it. okay fair enough Um, that would be that'll be sweet so all right okay here we go ncaa tournament coach uh the first two rounds are in the books uh what'd you see uh that you liked what'd you see maybe you didn't like and how um how entertained were you by this ncaa tournament so far
1: well i think it's been highly entertaining because everything's been so unpredictable and just about the time you felt like the big boys were going to come to play and and the cream was going to rise to the top from the from the ACC and the Big Ten and those leagues. You saw a lot of you know you saw a lot of guys fall by the wayside. You know you saw your Illinois go. You saw your Ohio States go early in the in the tournament, and and you know the North Carolinas and 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 that type of thing. So um, it's like it feels surprising. But then again, uh, of any year, this would be the year for these types of things to happen to the degree that they're happening. I mean, for Kansas to have the third worst loss in the program's history in the NCAA tournament, you know, things like that. I mean, those are those are things that that you wouldn't expect. But why not this year? And uh, so pretty exciting to see, you know the oil of Chicago again Porter Moser got his team going again you know Cameron Crubwick is a really 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 good player I mean this is a better team than the one that went to the final four you know a couple couple years ago you know, three years whatever it was you know I mean this is a really quality team that has a real chance of continuing to advance again uh, clearly Oral Roberts has been the kind of the Cinderella story of the tournament. You know, little little side note there, Paul Mills, their coach. He was our video coordinator on the men's uh, men's side when I was coaching at Rice University. So so I have some backstory with Paul and so it's really cool to see him, you know, making making some big strides with his program. You know, Max Asmus and, and Kevin O'Banner, I mean, those guys are really tough players and they're they've been knocking down shots and they've been causing problems, you know whether it be Ohio state or Florida, I mean, they, they, they're a team that, you know, they're going to have a tough time with Arkansas, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play. They, they lost to them, I think by 11 during the season. So, but the teams we talked about at the very beginning, the Gonzaga's and the Baylor's, we've been talking about them all year, Tyler. Those are, those are two teams. Baylor seems to have righted the ship, uh, from their COVID related, a little bit of a pickup in the middle of the season. And then Gonzaga just seems to be rolling along. And, uh, uh, you know, looks like they're on a collision course to to be meeting. You know, deep in this tournament,
0: coach. Uh, how much did you know about Oral Roberts before this tournament? Because when I heard it the first time, I mean, and I I just was thinking about the preacher.
1: Well, I mean that's that's the first. Well, that's his name. So therefore, that's yeah. what you think about. Uh, you know, I knew I knew Paul Mills was the coach, but I hadn't paid any attention to them. I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything that's been going on with that and. Uh so, uh, you know, but obviously when you see him in the tournament, you're like, wow, I mean, what, are they, what do they got going on? And then when, when you see them taking care of business in the first round, you obviously, you know, put your focus on them a little bit and you start paying attention to what they're able to do and how they're playing and how he's got them motivated in a unique way, you know, that they are good enough and that they are a team to be reckoned with and they are a team that can compete at the highest level and that type of thing and and he's really got his players buying in but yeah going into going into the tournament didn't know a whole lot about that squad that's for sure
0: well coach uh, we talked all season about how good the big 10 was from top to bottom and then they get in the tournament and they've really i hate the i use this term a lot and i don't like to say it but I, i'm gonna say <laughs> anyway they poop the bed uh, and right. the, the big 10 has just been awful. And on the other side, the PAC 12, who wasn't very good here in the regular season, uh, they're flexing their muscle here in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, you know, and, and, some teams are just made for this time of year. Dana Altman with the Oregon Ducks, he's done a really good job. I think they've been to seven of the last eight NCAA tournaments. They've won games in every one of those seven tournaments that he's been in, um, his style of play, they run a matchup zone that's difficult, you know, for teams to prepare for, especially in a short turnaround. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been a a force to be reckoned with, you know, and you just kind of felt like I was really surprised with Ohio state and Illinois. Uh, you really felt like those, those teams, uh, were built for a long run. Uh, but Illinois, I mean, they ran into a buzzsaw with Loyola Chicago, uh, and then Ohio State, just, you know, not a great performance and a and really, you know, unfortunate end to their season right there. I think the team that you thought, and I think we even talked about it to a degree, you know, Iowa, I mean, they had a great player, in Luka Garza and that type of thing, but I just didn't feel like they were going to be built for a sustained run and for them to, to bow out, you know, to Oregon, not super surprising. I think the one that you could say is a little more on the, the surprising side is to see what you know USC's doing. Uh, I mean, they put. I mean, they thrashed Kansas. I mean, they thrashed them, and uh, so it, that's going to be an interesting matchup. That's a pack. I think that's you got a little Pac-12 matchup. You know, going in the next round of the tournament right here, and I think there have been some some chirping. You know, from from maybe even both sides in that game. So that's going to be a real interesting matchup because. I think USC got them in the regular season. So Oregon, you know, maybe get a little payback here in in the, in the sweet 16, but, uh, you know, Michigan's holding up their end of the bargain to this point. And, and, and they're, they're a team that, you know, they've got a, they got a Florida state team ahead of them that, you know, that's sitting right there in front of them. That's going to be tough to, to reckon with, but, you know, Michigan's holding up the banner, you know, big 10 wise. And, and, uh, We'll see if they keep it going.
0: So I have two of my four final four teams left in my bracket, Coach. Uh, I got Florida State and Baylor uh, still alive. Uh, Will either one of those two, or will both of them make it to the final four?
1: I think, here's what I, I I just feel like Michigan, I think Michigan's going to take care of this. You know, they've been to, I mean, they've got more tournament wins over the last several years than any other team in college basketball uh they've been to the sweet 16 multiple times four times in a row or something like that i think and they're they're just a team that really is built for this type of moment and and this is a chance for Jawan howard to really show not only what his team can do but what he can do as a coach so I, i feel like michigan state's going to knock out florida state i think your guys from baylor they they're going to be a final Four team. i think baylor you know um they they to have a tough one though. Jay Wright, I mean Villanova, they they've kind of turned the corner, you know, with with Tom Gillespie's injury and and him being out. I think it took them a couple of games to adjust, but they've they're moving the ball around. They're not relying on the pick and roll as much, and so Jay Wright's an unbelievable coach. He's a championship coach, and if if Villanova dictates the the tempo of that game, they can give Baylor some trouble too. So, but but all indications are Baylor has got things back on track, and they're they're full four sort of final four runs so i give you one of the one of your two man
0: well thanks at least i get
1: one you know i'm at just saying i give you one of
0: them at least i get one um coach another team that was really disappointing in the uh ncaa tournament again was the texas longhorns uh what's going on with texas and um are they is shaka smart in trouble at texas
1: well i think that the it's going to be interesting i i you know, I, I hate to feel, hate to think that they would, they would be in that type of situation. But, uh, you know, they had worked their way to a three seed. They had done a really good job through the regular season. They, they'd really come on and, and, and look like a team that was going to be a, a difficult out. You know, and then, then they let, you know, uh, there's another squad that you probably didn't know a whole lot about before the tournament started. Adeline Christian. You know, so, so you've got that situation there. I, I think. You know, Shaka's a really great recruiter. He does a really good job with his teams. Um, Texas can be an impatient place. There's no doubt about that, whether it's football, basketball. You know, they are they're uh, they're a school that's built on winning. Their expectations are that they're going to win at a high level and that type of thing. I, I, I feel like Shaka has has shown his mettle and he's shown what he can do with that squad. And I think they're they're going to continue to improve. They just got to win the big ones. You know, I think that's the thing. They just haven't gotten over that hump uh, to put themselves, you know, and he's coached the team to the final four. So they, he's got that ability as a coach to take a team deep, deep, deep into the tournament. And uh, and I think he'll continue to have that chance at Texas.
0: Yeah, tough though. He's been to the NCAA tournament three times and <laughs> all three times lost in the first round. Uh, he, does, he does have that NIT championship to hang his hat on though.
1: Oh, that that term. we were talking about that one earlier. Off, off the <laughs> air. yeah, you're right, uh, Coach. The no idea. The no idea tournament. What's
0: going on in the NIT? Uh, no, idea. no idea. No idea. No idea. No clue whatsoever. Uh, only time I think I've ever watched an NIT game is when South Carolina won those back-to-back NIT titles under Dave Odom. I think that's nice. the only time I've ever watched the NIT.
1: <clears throat> well, when when I was at Clemson, Clemson hosted Syracuse, and I sat behind the bench, and I was kind of Jim Beheim. I don't know what I was, his security guard or his – I don't know what. You know, I just sat behind the bench and walked behind him as he went to the locker room and stuff like that. So,
0: well, well, speaking of Jim Jim Beheim, 20 times now he's made the Sweet 16. Um, he's 112 years old, and he's got a son playing on the team, Coach. Uh, how good is this Syracuse team, and are they going to be trouble in the Sweet 16?
1: Well, it's kind of the same, same issue as Oregon. Um, you, you know you're playing a zone it's not a normal zone it's a difficult zone to prepare for uh they seem to always be right on the edge of even making the tournament and then they somehow bubble their way into the tournament and then they win a couple of games and you know he's Bayon's been doing it for a long time I didn't really realize he was 112 um I thought you know maybe a slight that.
0: exaggeration
1: oh okay it's 110. And, uh Okay, my bad. Yeah, you're right. That's it. And you know, and Buddy Buddy Beheim's been playing at you know, shooting the ball at an elite level. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, if they're shooting the ball like that and they're defending and making people struggle to to score, you know, they're a team that that's a tough out and and that's kind of where things are, you know, for them right now. And to, to see their opportunity to keep moving on, you know, it's gonna be interesting. I think Houston's a team though, Kelvin Sampson, you Houston's super athletic. They they can struggle to shoot it at times. If they, you know, if they're making shots, then then they have a chance to, to keep it moving. But I think that's going to be a Houston should be favored. Uh, but but if, if Syracuse won that one, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: All right, coach. Over on the women's side of things, in the uh, first half of the first round, everything went chalk. There were a couple of upsets. Um, in the second half of the round of 64, uh, we're to the Sweet 16 now. Coach, is anything caught you off guard in the women's tournament yet?
1: Well, you know, Louisville struggled a little bit yesterday. I had to come back and beat Northwestern. So you, you know, you're interested in Mad Georgia uh, going down. You know, I think that's a team that's kind of on the way back. You know, after Andy Landers retired, they were kind of on a downslide. They're making their way back up into the into the top level of the SEC and, and national scale, and and I don't know if they were quite ready for that. You know, and and so they they lost to Oregon, who's who's been you know who's been a quality team. You know, Brian Eskew she leaves, you think they're going to struggle, and here they are finding themselves in the Sweet 16 again. Um, you know, for the most part. You know, things that you talk about the Texas squad. I mean, Texas, that's a big win for them. You know, they took down UCLA, and, and now they're going to face Maryland, who may be playing the best of any team in the country. I mean, Maryland is putting up huge points. They're beating people by huge amounts. It's its unbelievable what, you know, Brenda Fries is doing with that Maryland program. And uh, they're going to be, you know, I mean, I don't think a lot of people would be surprised if they found themselves in a national championship game. I'm I'm excited. For the Wolfpack, I'm excited for Westmore. Uh, you know, there are a lot of little subplots in these. For me, Indiana, there's a uh, Mackenzie Holmes, is a big uh, post player for Indiana. I've known her since she was probably you know sixth grade. Uh, been to camps. I've watched her play a million times from Maine, and and she's starting and doing a great job for Indiana. It's their first trip to the Sweet 16 in program history, and they're playing NC State. Westmore is the, you know, is the national coach of the year, and. Um, has done such a great job there with NC State, and, and they've, they've got a chance to, to make a deep run, too. So uh, not surprising to see where things are. I think Georgia Tech might be a little bit of a surprise to see in the Sweet 16, but, um, you know, it's a lot of the usual suspects, right? I mean, A&M got the the OT win against Iowa State yesterday. That was a big one for Gary Blair's squad. So they, they have a controversial win over Troy, then they have a last-second heart, you know, heart stopper that they they went at the ot buzzer yesterday uh it's it's pretty good basketball man and it's going to be fun to to see how it ends up shaking out you know because it looks like maryland and south carolina are in a in a collision course in the Elite Eight, and that Maryland South Carolina matchup could be a good one.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know why it's news, but uh, when Barack Obama puts out his brackets, uh, it always is uh, like front page news on all the sports sites. And he has uh, South Carolina losing to Maryland in the Elite Eight, so you know it could be a very interesting matchup. But Don Staley uh, has built a a great program at South Carolina, seven straight Sweet Sixteens. Uh, for Don Staley and Coach, them that's pretty impressive.
1: It's very impressive, but I will say we beat her both times when I was coaching Clemson. So um, that's just a little caveat to that. Uh, but I think she kind of righted the ship after those, you know, those struggles bit. against the Tigers back at the beginning of her her South Carolina reign. But yeah, she's she's doing she's doing it, man. I'm telling you though, Maryland is Maryland is tough. I mean, and they just score and score and score, and, and that and that's tough. If you can't match the scoring, uh, you know, you have a tough time beating them.
0: Well, coach, good to talk to you as always, and we'll talk next week. We'll be looking at the uh, the Final Four.
1: Yes, indeed. Looking forward to it. It's been, right. it's been fun. It feels like basketball season, Tyler. It's been really good.
0: All yep. right, coach. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, we'll see you. Thanks. That's Coach Todd Stillman joining us on the Image Printing Hotline as he does each and every Thursday at 8 o'clock here on Bump and Run.